What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. Alrighty then. <clears throat> All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the one and only TED Talk Sports, joined here by my good friend Caesar, the host of Mind of Mag. Caesar, thanks for having, thanks for coming on the show. Of course, thanks for having me, dude. This is awesome. I feel like it's been a while since you've recorded, so uh, I th- oh, thought yeah. it'd be a good idea <laughs> to, uh, you know, give you an opportunity to tell the audience, you know, maybe some some new things that you've been doing. You've rebranded your channel. You've done a lot, a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I- I've been rebranding my TikTok more specifically because I started posting football stuff on there for those of you who don't know. And like I got up to 45K somehow. TikTok is a strange place, but <laughs> I decided now to start putting myself out there and really putting a face towards my Mind of Mags brand. So I've been doing that on TikTok and Instagram. So if you want to check out my football analysis, I mean, who knows, you know, anything? I don't know anything, but <laughs> if you're down to check that out. Um, it's mine and Mags on pretty much any social platform you can think of. Mags with a Z, so like so we could be specific. That's right. Yes, with a Z. <laughs> he also has a YouTube channel as well. I mean, really, really, really cool oh, content, yeah. guys. Um, a lot of positivity. Uh, he's not as pessimistic as I am sometimes. I know that gets <laughs> a little old. So we kind of balance each other out in a good way. But yeah, yeah definitely, def- sure. definitely, definitely check that out. Um, so before, I know we're going to get into a lot of football. I brought you on here to talk about some talk some football. But before we get into the football. My Lakers, your Lakers in the NBA Finals, going up against the Miami Heat. Both teams red hot. Who do you have coming out on top? Very quickly, though, I have to let you know this because it does seem like I am a Lakers fan, but I'm actually not. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> they're, my, they're my second favorite team. Okay, growing up, uh, I uh, love the Lakers, uh, and, I, and I still love the Lakers, but I made a switch when Ricky Rubio was on the Timberwolves to that being my team. But I still will root hardcore for the Lakers, 100%. You know what? I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Glad, Glad oh we put an on that. Because, dude, I know. I always, like, post and, like, look at their stuff. And I love the Lakers stuff. But And, dude, it sucks because I can't watch any Timberwolves things over here. Like, it's never on TV. And I'm not about to get the NBA thing because I don't follow it that much. But Yeah, I just kind of keep up with it. That's funny. It's funny. I remember you, I remember you telling me that. Probably like two years ago, so I probably should have remembered that. So that's more on my end. But it's funny because for those of you guys who aren't aware, you know, Caesar and I are in some group chats, and he's always reposting a lot of Lakers stuff. So I kind of made the yeah. assumption there, but uh, you fooled me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. But we but we accept you in the as a second favorite. You know, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll take that any days. But so NBA Finals predictions. Who do you? All have? right. So I haven't. Honestly, have not been following that much. Mostly focusing on my football stuff. But dude, LeBron is crazy, bro. And AD has proven to be, from what I've seen, like just a really great addition to the team. And I think that really just puts them over the top. But from what I've seen, I feel like the Heat—they don't have like crazy superstars. They just work together really well as a team. Is that not right? From what I've seen, of course. No, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, the Heat have a lot of chemistry, and I think that's one of the things Mm -hmm. that helps separate them in the Eastern Conference Finals because, you know, teams like the Celtics, they struggled a lot with that. You know, we had Marcus Smart having these yelling matches with Jalen Brown after I think they lost game two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just team chemistry, especially this deep in the playoffs, it it makes a really big difference. And on top of it, you know, these guys are living in the bubble, you know, so they they have to be around their teammates all the time, which the bubble in itself is a crazy concept, but – 
You know, I think uh, obviously I'm not, I can't go against my Lakers, although I don't know if you feel <laughs> the same way about picking your own, predicting your own teams to win. I feel like I'm jinxing it kind of. And yeah, like, for sure. I don't even like to bet on my own sports teams. It's like, I feel <laughs> I'm always superstitious. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, it'll be really a really good series though. I have right now I have Lakers in six. Um, okay. I think that the, the mismatch, the biggest mismatch we have is going to be at the center position. I mean, AD is just good. It's not going to be anything that uh, Bam and Amdebayo has ever come close to guarding so far in the playoffs. And I mm. think we're going to have such a big advantage. We're a lot more physical team. And we've been shooting the ball really well. You know, we've been shooting the ball the best out of the conference finals. We never hear about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Lakers in six. That's my prediction. Final prediction. I, I think that's really solid because, you know, the Lakers are just such a good team, like I said, with LeBron and AD. But the Heat, if they played well together like they've been, I could see that going to six. I it, well, it's definitely. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. You know, some people are getting a little crazy with it, like, oh, it's just yeah. the Heat. And although I do think I'm not going to shy away from this. A lot of Laker fans won't admit it. You know, I'm really glad we didn't have to play the Clippers. <laughs> I'm really glad we didn't have to play the Celtics or the Raptors or the Bucks. So right. um, it was an easier road to the to the finals. I'm not going to neglect that, but I think we're just going to be a little bit too much um, um, for the Heat. And I think we have a lot of good team chemistry, and I think we have a lot of to motivate us, especially in 2020 after you know the. Uh, passing of Kobe Bryant. And oh I, yeah, man! It's it, it it'd be a good storyline, and I'd, I'd love to see LeBron win it for him. It'd be really cool. <laughs> and you know, that's a big reason why growing up I was a Lakers fan, being from the LA area. But just watching Kobe Bryant, those memories I'll just never forget. And that's why I always got to root hard. And I retweeted this thing I think you saw where they were talking about doing it for Kobe and how they wish Kobe mm-hmm. was here to see that man. And I even quote tweeted saying like. I nearly shed a tear, right? So, yeah, I really hope L.A. wins it, especially for that. It would be huge for L.A. Yeah, I mean, it's they, they always reference it. I mean, even Anthony Davis, he hit that buzzer beater in game two. The first thing he said was Kobe, which I thought was yeah, really was awesome. Cool. Um, they also reference him a lot, too. You know, we were up 3-1 against the Nuggets, which that's never even safe because the last two series they came back down 3-1. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so but we started to get a little cocky. Um, and then, you know, we, uh, we, we lost the game. And then coming back from that, you know, we kind of took some words from Kobe. And then when the Kobe was up 2-0 in the finals in 2009, you know, he wasn't even happy. And they said, you know, mm-hmm. why aren't you happy? So, you know, job's not finished. And, that, and that's kind of that's the right. theme with the Lakers. You know, they said, look, we still have four more games to win. And, you know, we've been to the, the Lakers have been to the finals now like 32 times. And, you know, so we don't really celebrate getting there. It's We, we want the ring. And I think they yeah. understand the end goal. And it's been overdue. And there's been some tough years for the oh, Lakers. Like, brutal. Since the last time they've been there, bro. That oh my gosh, watching those. Okay, here's how you know it was bad. All right, and Lakers fans, you guys are crazy sometimes. You guys, <laughs> I remember when Jordan Clarkson, and you know he was balling out for the Lakers, right? Uh huh. But they were not a good team. And I had a buddy of mine, it was Nick. Nick, I'll call you out right now. He'd be like, "Dude, oh. he's so good." <laughs> Like, Jordan Clarkson is so good, right? I'm like, yo, he's only good because he's on the Lakers. Like, put him, put him on a different team, and he's not that good. I like to call it the, the Jordan Clarkson effect when there's a guy who just looks really good on a bad team. But, yeah, those times are tough for you guys. It was the, the amount of mental gymnastics I had to put myself through <laughs> to convince myself that we'd be a playoff team was insane. Like, like, like you said, Jordan Clarkson yeah. was our future. Right. Yeah, Remember, dude. we gave up all these picks to get Steve Nash, Dwight Howard. So we didn't have a future. Jordan Clarkson was it. We had Jordan Clarkson. Um, we had like Robert Sacre, which I actually had a, when I was getting Sacre, my master's. Dude. dude, I had a class with Robert Sacre. He was what? like, yeah, I didn't tell you that. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, dude. I had a – because he, he played basketball at Gonzaga, so – Yeah, I remember that. So, That's he, funny. I guess he was getting his master's, and I kid you not, I'm, I'm in class, and they didn't even give us a warning or anything. And I'm a, I'm a <laughs> diehard Laker fan, so even if it's someone like Ryan Kelly or like yeah. Tariq Black, or, like I would fangirl over that because I'm just that obsessed <laughs> with the Lakers. And so he walked in, I kid you not, I like dropped my hydro flask and my, and my pen, and I was like <laughs> speechless, like <laughs> – for Robert Sackler, that's, that's how sick. crazy I am. He was so he's a super cool guy though, you know. It was, it was kind of awkward at first because it's like the elephant in the room, you know. We all know he's played in the NBA and he's been on the Lakers, and so we didn't want to like bug him with that right and away. And isn't he like six nine? Oh like... yeah, he's like seven feet tall, <laughs> dude. He's like yeah, dude, he's so tall. <laughs> his head was like hitting the ceiling everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> dude, it was that's so... funny. It's it's different when you see like an NBA player in person because when you see them like it's just. It's jaw dropping, you know, being that athletic yeah. at that size, it's crazy. But he was, yeah, he was really cool though. He was telling us like um, his favorite places to play, his least favorite places to play. He said that uh, playing in the Boston Garden wasn't that bad because he said there were so many Laker fans there, like all the time. That's cool. Yeah, he said it was like fifty fifty almost on because it was one of the most well traveled teams, and we, yeah. we tried getting him on our intramural basketball team, which that would have probably been the coolest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been so unfair. That would have been redempt. We would have just lobbed it. If I would have thrown a lob for Robert Sacre, I probably just would have quit school. I would have been. I would have died a happy man. That would have been. Dude, it. that would be like that one uh, Jerome Bettis commercial. Did you have you seen that? Please tell me. Is like, that the, the like, black football one? Is that like the? Oh wait, wait. Is it the tackling one? No, that was a uh, James Harrison. I think you're thinking of. But oh, he's this... running over everyone, right? The Jerome Bettis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how easy or whatever, and they get Jerome Bettis on the squad. <laughs> they can't even bring him down. They're all just standing around watching him. Hilarious. Can you imagine? I don't. I wonder why they're trying to tackle him when it's flag football. Like, <laughs> right? That's the funniest thing is that they're trying to tackle him when they don't even need to. So that's like. <laughs> Oh, dude, classic. Dude, that, that, that was hilarious, though. But uh, anyways, so speaking of football, um, yeah. I know there was something. I did tag you, on the, tag you on it this morning, so I'm really glad we were able oh, to collaborate. Yeah. And as a football coach, um, I really would love to get your, your insight on this. So Tristan Hill of the Dallas Cowboys made a very suspicious tackle the other day. Um, I believe it was against Russell Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Carson, Chris Carson. Chris Carson, Chris Carson. So Tristan Hill yeah. made a very uh, suspicious tackle against uh, Chris Carson. He did a little bit of a gator roll with the ankle, which that's that's a big no-no in football. Sort of an unspoken yeah. rule when the guy's down. You, you, you just don't do stuff like that. And it, no. and it, it was a really dirty play. Um, and it was a disgrace to the game. And then so I kind of want to get your opinion, one, just as a football fan, and two, how would you react to that as an offensive coordinator? Say that happened to, to your running back. Like, what would your reaction be to that? Well, as a fan, I mean, I have the perspective just like you as a former player. And as a fan, like a regular fan, I feel like you don't really know about that type of stuff. But as a player, former player, you see that and that's just disgusting. It's like when I see that, my first instinct, like my thought about this guy was he's a bum. Like only bums do that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like. You don't want to hurt players. That's just such a big thing. I feel like maybe back in the day that was just like it was okay for players to do that. Maybe some coaches pass that on, but you, you just should not be doing that. There's no reason to do that because you don't want that stuff to be done uh, to you as well. And of course, you want to win the game more fair. Um, but if I was the offense coordinator there, I'm 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 so upset. Like 
I'm just furiated at the fact that someone's doing this to my player, potentially hurting my players. I think that Carson was he out after that, like with the knee injury. I'm pretty sure he was. I don't. I, I don't know if he was up. hurt. Yeah. I hope. But, I hope he was. I hope that didn't hurt him because that would. Ugh. Yeah, honestly, I I think he did, and I'm gonna research it right now. But yeah, for me, dude, that there's no place in that. I've seen NFL former NFL players and current NFL players. I'm not sure about current. Definitely foreign though, or former saying that he's probably going to get, like, dudes freaking trying to mess him up next week in the game. And, you know, I think that's pretty fair um, for when you do stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, if if the NFL – it's going to be like with the Houston Astros, you know. If the NFL doesn't come down on on Hill hard enough, then players are going to want to police the issue themselves. You know, like you said, there's just no yeah. – uh, there's no space for that. And if you think about it from Chris Carson's perspective, I mean, this guy's been working his tail off since getting to Seattle, right? And the season yeah, just started. Awesome. Um, I mean, this is his job, you know? And then this guy comes out here making a dirty tackle when he's already down. And it's just, I think he should be suspended. He should be fined. Like you said, but they need to, you know, because if, if someone sees that and, and they see that the NFL didn't take the proper actions, you know, that, that they should, then they're going to take advantage of it. And it's, yeah. it's a serious issue. I mean, we had what, Bounty Gate? How long was that? Like, huh? Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. Relatively not too long ago. And it's amazing to me. It's like, you know, football is such a physical sport that you don't need to be doing stuff like that. You really yeah. don't. You know, you're, you get to hit the guy every play. <laughs> and then now I mean, we already had crazy injuries as is, bro. And you're over here trying to hurt people even more. Yeah, it's sad. It, it, it's yeah, it's terrible. I mean, that's the easy, the quickest way to get benched. The quickest way to be the number one hated player um, in the NFL doing something stupid like that. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's like it's 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 really sad. It's just one of those things that I I wish you know wouldn't happen, but it's like you know with the NFL you get some bad eggs, you get people who are who are kind of like that. Yeah, and I, look, you're gonna you're gonna I bet you you're gonna see some high low blocks on him on the offensive line. Someone's gonna do it. I'm calling it right now. Someone's gonna try and take him out. Two linemen are gonna try to take him out with a high low block. Yeah, why why not, dude? Like, it's honestly deserved. Like that, I don't want to be saying that, but he deserves stuff like that to happen if he's trying to hurt people. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's no, there's. Here's the crazy part. There's not even any beef between Carson and Hill. It wasn't like they like they were talking smack before the game. I mean, not, not that that would justify it, but I can't even. I'm trying to like find some way that like what something that would motivate him to do something like that. And that's just dirty. Yeah. And also, if this isn't a high school game where you can probably get away with it because there's no cameras. We're talking the NFL. They have cameras yeah. on literally everything. From like twelve different angles, like you you can't get away with anything in the NFL, you know? Yeah, and for me, like just pl- playing the game so like long, you realize that there's some dudes who are like this, and like for me, even if they're my teammates, I I did not like that at all. Like, I just look at you so differently if that's how you're going about playing the game, because you don't want this stuff happening to you. Don't understand why. You do that to other people. It just it blows my mind. I just can't imagine like if Chris Carson like say that like snapped his ankle or something. You know he's out. Yeah. He's never the same player again. That would well. It's almost yeah, unforgivable. One hundred percent, dude. That'd be so bad. But luckily, I looked it up. Um, I think he was out for the the game, but he did have a knee sprain. Okay, I hope he's okay. Though. And the dude was fine, but not suspended. Wow, really? Yeah. I'm so disappointed to hear that. That's, I mean, what, what do you have to do to get a suspension in the NFL? I mean, that to me is so, it's so blatantly obvious that that, that should have been a suspension. And I could be wrong, but I think KJ Wright for the Seahawks was like on Twitter. He said, uh, this guy should be out of the league, which I'm not opposed to. I would not be opposed to. We didn't even know who this guy, I didn't even know who this guy was before that tackle. 
So it's not like he's a younger guy. I don't think he's been in the league that long. And it's so stupid too, because why would you want to bring negative press towards your name? And why would you want to, be, you don't want to be in that kind of spotlight unless you're someone like, I mean, even someone like Vontez Burfitt, you know, he was someone that like people knew he was like still like a relatively decent player. Like he, he'd been on the team yeah. for a while, not, not justifying what he did, but at least he had a place on the team. If you're up and coming, you don't, you can't afford to do something like that. For sure. It was, yeah, it, it was, it was stupid. Yeah. He's only 22 years old, dude. Jesus. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I don't know why you would mess up your opportunity like that. Yeah. He might be a sophomore in the league. I'd probably. Yeah. yeah that's wild. That, that, yeah, that's. He he might get cut because that's that's going to be a bad rep for him. But he plays through the Cowboys, so will he get cut? I guess the Cowboys <laughs> need all the help they can get. And they like having dirty players and freaking players who were suspended and kicked out. <laughs> dude, Cowboys they're always getting those dudes. Dude, they they get they give second chances like crazy. It's like a video <laughs> game with them. <laughs> they're like, oh, these guys are good. I don't care, right? <laughs> dude, like every but dude, yeah. On that note. Alden Smith is leading the league in sacks. Isn't that wild? I mean, the talent's always been there for him, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yes, okay, to answer your question, I, that's absolutely crazy. It's definitely a comeback. I really hope that someone like him could just stay out of trouble. You know, because yeah. you know, too, I mean, this guy has so much talent. He's, 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 a, he's mm-hmm. a good player. It's just, and unfortunately, that's, that's the case in a lot, of other, a lot of other athletes where – you know, they can't stay out of trouble and it ruins their career, ruins their potential. I mean, dude, imagine his stats if he didn't get in all that trouble. For sure, dude. Probably be one of the greats. Yeah, I mean, he's, he would probably would have been up there with like Bosa and all those other guys, right? Could have helped you. I mean, he would have been on the team. I mean, it would have been nuts. Mm-hmm. Would have been absolutely crazy. Speaking about nuts, uh, about how like, the one of the craziest, I think, storylines in the NFL so far are the Atlanta Falcons. And this is, oh my God. They're like the dude. meme team. <laughs> And they just keep They're finding insane. ways to blow leads. So, like, what are your thoughts on that, dude? I'm like, I, I don't understand how an NFL team can do that. That's like my thoughts. Like, how do you guys manage to do that? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and yo, last week with the um, the kick, the onside kick. Oh, what the. Oh my gosh! I I try not to curse when I'm on things, so that's why I like have these long pause uh, pauses. But oh my goodness, dude, what are they thinking? Like, is that a lack of coaching? It has to be, right? Or they 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 just not know the rules of how onsides work? Like, it's just ridiculous, bro. But I mean, at that level, do you really need to explain the exactly, rules of a kid? Right? right? I, I, dude, like, okay. The way I see it is that when you get to the NFL. Every person on that field is essentially a football coach, but that can just play football right. too. Like the, that's the kind of level of uh, the, the IQ that most of these For guys sure. have. And odds are they've they been should. playing football their entire lives. And that rule hasn't changed as far as, you know, hasn't, nothing's really been altered with that rule. So I can't see why they'd mess something like that up. I mean, I could, it, it's, it's amazing to me because they, at first it was a Super Bowl, which that has to be the most gut wrenching yeah. loss. And I'm a Dodger fan, so I know gut wrenching losses, but I saw that. <laughs> And even as a Dodger fan, I was like, oh, my God, I can't imagine what that's like. Because that was right. – I've never seen that's, – that's, that's the biggest choke job I've ever seen in, in sports, like, <laughs> ever. Like, that beats any 3-1 lead blown, 3-0. That, to me, was just wow. Yeah. I mean, they even did simulations on YouTube if they took a knee every time and they still would have won. <laughs> it was crazy. And it's like right. they, they find these ways to, to, to blow leads. And, like, as, as a football coach, what would you say – to your team because the morale has to be down 
right? And it's only three games into the oh, season. 100%. What, what do you, what do you think, what would you say in the locker room? Like, like what, how do you motivate these guys? Dude, at this point, there's honestly not much more you can say that you haven't already said. It happened last week. Like, there's literally nothing else you can say at this point. And I think that's why a lot of people are pushing to fire Dan Quinn. Because, dude, at that point, I don't even know, man. That is just trouble. Like, you just need a better leader, I feel like. Because here's a quote that actually a coach of mine told me. And it was like, players win games, coaches lose games. And I think that's really true. Because now, at this point, you have the guys to do it. The guys are going to win it. But when it comes to losing, there's something that you did. I feel like that's the case here, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's 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 almost become like a culture. Like you think you associate yeah. the Atlanta Falcons with blowing leads now, and it was it's crazy because we're we're, we're what two or three years removed from that Super Bowl, and where everyone was kind of not forgetting about it, but it wasn't brought up every day. You know, we yeah. I didn't really see those memes as often. They were finally getting over that hump, and now they're back at square one. Okay. Maybe even worse. They're back. Yeah, it's crazy, and I don't think that doing that in 2020 when social media runs the world is a good idea. Cause that's all they're going to see. Like I wouldn't even have a phone if I was on the Falcons right now, <laughs> right. like not a chance. Like that would, yeah, it's, it's bad, dude. That would just be depressing. But um, yeah, I mean, speaking of depressing, I have to tell you, you know, I'm a big USC football fan. I was an absolutely huge fan of Sam Darnold and, oh no, and it's, I, it breaks my I, so I can't even get most of the Jets games, but it breaks my heart just seeing. It's almost like it's just an hour of Sam Darnold's running around trying not to get tackled or trying not to get hurt. At you know, what do you make of this? Because you're able to understand these situations a lot better. I mean, is this Sam Darnold's fault or is this is this the Jets' fault? I mean, what what's going on here? All right, so I had posted like a whole reaction on my YouTube just about the week, and when I got to the Jets and the 49er game, you know, I watched it. Or as I was watching, I was like, hey, Darnold is pretty good. Like, this guy has no help, but he's doing what he can. Um, but after last week, from what I've seen, I think he threw a few picks. I, I usually watch all the games afterwards, like, over, like, every single game. Mm-hmm. So I need to watch this one. But when I saw, I, it looked like Sam messed up a few times. But, dude, he has literally no help. Like, it's so bad over there. Adam Gase is horrible. And I've been saying this, and I don't know how he has a job in the NFL. Um, but Darnold has no help at all. Like, the offense is horrible, and the defense is horrible. It's just ridiculous. Like, they really need to turn things around soon. And here, here's one comparison that I think – I don't know if they were drafted in the same year, but they were close. I know they competed against each other a lot. Um, so Josh Rosen is someone that gets brought up, and people like to argue that he didn't have a lot of help. What would you say the biggest difference is – when you analyze Sam Darnold and Josh, Josh Rosen? It's honestly, to me, not that different. They honestly, the same boats, but I feel like Darnold looked, looks better with less help, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're pretty much in the same boat, I would say. Yeah. And it's really interesting because they compare, if you look at the stats from just the rookie seasons, right. When, Josh Rosen was given an opportunity to play. And then with Sam Darnold, I think Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, I think we're all in the same class. You know, Josh yeah. Rosen's stats, you know, his, his resume was right there with all, you know, with the, the same, it was very similar to these guys. Mm. And so you know, he wasn't that far off, but something to me just seems a little weird, right? I mean, the, the Dolphins get Josh Rosen for seemingly like nothing. They traded, they, they got him for like a bag of hot Cheetos, right? 
they, they get Josh Rosen, and then within weeks, like, they don't even want to give him a chance. So they must be seeing something in practice, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting. It's like, and those are the types of things that we don't really know behind the scenes, and it's just intriguing to see how things play out. Yeah, because we only get to see what, you know, we only get to see what happens on Sunday. We don't get to see all the missed, yeah. the missed throws in practice and, you know, who's looking better and stuff. So we can only speculate. And it's really interesting. So what do you – so we've seen a lot of young quarterbacks struggle, um, a lot – some of it being, you know, their, their, own, their lack of ability, but the other part of it being that, you know, they're obviously not getting enough help. So if you're, if you're the GM, right, and then how would you what, – what's the best way to build your offense? Uh, dude, I'm just such a firm believer – and starting from the front back, okay, on both sides of the ball. But you said you said offense. So I'll start with mm-hmm. offense. You, you just got to have that good old line. Mm-hmm. And I would say after that, you go to the defensive side of the ball and just work your way back because they're just – it's so important. It's so underrated. But that's what wins you uh, Super Bowls. Like if you have a good old line or a good enough old line, I would say, uh, it's super important. Like when the Eagles won – they had one of the best O-lines in the league. That's like one of the best examples for me. And they did a great job drafting and making moves to do that. Yeah. And I think that a lot of teams are kind of now switching over from the, you know, the, the, the Browns formula, which is, which was initially like, Hey, look, we're going to get a bunch of skill position players and we're just going to burn you. Yeah. And then now they're kind of getting <laughs> the old school approach back, you know, when it's like, Hey, look, we're just going to get a really good front seven and a really good offensive line. And you just won't be able to mm-hmm. stop us. You won't have the manpower to, to stop us. Like physically, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and I think it's it's a really simple formula, and I think a lot of teams, you know, need to kind of practice that. I mean, dude, look at look at look at my Rams. You know, I mean, so take uh, like the 2018 season, or yeah, 2018 season, uh, two years ago, and you could see like what how we looked when we had a good offensive line, and then compared to last year when mm-hmm. we had when they're all banged up. I mean, it's so vital oh, yeah. to have an offensive line. They're so underappreciated. One hundred percent, and like you said, when you're watching Darnold play, you just see him running for his life. Like, that's not how he's supposed to be playing. He's supposed to be playing when he's protected and at least has some kind of weapons to throw to, some kind of offense. It's just rough, dude. It, it, is, a, it is a very rough watch, which, speaking <laughs> of rough watches, well, I don't know if it's much of a rough watch, but definitely a rough start. The uh, New Orleans Saints starting off oh my at gosh. one and two. Feels like they should have a little bit better of a record. What have been your thoughts mm-hmm. on the New Orleans Saints so far? So... I'll start with week one. Week one, they go out there. They play an okay game. They admit, you know, they got to clean some stuff up against the Buccaneers. All right, whatever, first week. Um, And then the second week, they play the Raiders, and the Raiders played very well. But I think the Saints just played a lot worse uh, than the Raiders played good. And I think a lot of it falls on the defense. Obviously, Janoris Jenkins against the Raiders. And then even last night, Oh my gosh, blows it for them. So that defense is really, they need to improve uh, right away. Cause I had them going to the Super Bowl, but I don't know. <laughs> At this point. I, my personal favorite for the Super Bowl in the NFC, I'm, I'm going to say the Seahawks. It's easy to say right now when Russell Wilson looks oh, like a video yeah, game character. Sure. Um, but we'll, but we'll see, we'll, we'll revisit that in about 13 weeks. But no, I, I agree. You know, the yeah. Saints, it's, here's the thing with the Saints is that they don't have a lot of time to rebuild. You know, Drew, Drew Brees yeah. is like 40, around 40 years old, and it's, it's only to get more and more difficult for him. And so that the offense is producing, right? I mean, 30, you should be able to win with 30 points. That, that should, yeah. That's not the issue. But giving up 37 points, I believe that was at home. 
to the I think I think that game was at home, but you you can't be giving up that many points uh, to to the Packers and expect to win. But it's look, it's going to be a little bit tougher. They can't just waltz into the playoffs because the Bucks are going to be a good team too. They're they're still yeah. kind of like developing right now, but it's going to be a little bit more challenging, I think, for the Saints than they'd anticipated. You know, to get to the playoffs, at least as, at least to win their division. No, one hundred percent, dude. I really think for them, of course, it starts with the defense because you saw Kamara balling out. And once they get Michael Thomas, who he didn't play last night, right? I don't either? think so. No. And then the week before, of course. So that, that's going to help out their offense and help out Drew a lot since, of course, he threw to him so much. But the defense, if the defense isn't playing well, then it's going to be hard for them to win games if they continue to play how, how they've been. Yeah, it's 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 going to get difficult. Um, I just think that with the good coaching, I think they're going to – we know that – I don't think they're going to continue to play this poorly on defense. I think they're going to kind of get it together. This yeah. seems a little uncharacteristic of them to be to be struggling this much. But, look, this is big, though. You can't be dropping games at home. You can't be dropping games to the Raiders. No offense to all the Raider fans out there. Mm-hmm. But you can't be doing that. This, early in the season – and this also could be a product of no, no preseason games. You know, you I think – it you you said this uh, a while ago that we're going to see a lot of sloppy football, <laughs> and mm-hmm. we are seeing that with a lot of teams. The first few weeks, they're not looking very sharp. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that, that's to be expected. Of course, you know, took the precautions with no preseason, which I'm not opposed to that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's showing right now how important that is and how important a good off season is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And seeing the way these these players have to adjust. Is it, it's a very weird time. It's very interesting. Um, it de- definitely, like I said, definitely a weird season. Um, and then another yeah. thing too, all these injuries, right? We had a, what a week or two ago, we had a mm-hmm. lot of injuries, which leads me to the next discussion point. This wouldn't be, I, I can't have you on here to talk football without giving you the opportunity to talk about your 49ers. Um, you know, they've been, they, <laughs> they, they got some injuries, but they're, they're, you know, Nick, my boy, Nick Mullins, He's holding this, you know. He's he's keeping everything afloat right now. I think he's still underrated. But you know, what what are your what are your thoughts oh so far gosh. this season? Okay, so I'm just gonna talk about Mullins real quick because you and I've seen a lot of other people. <laughs> I'm not sure if you said this exactly, but I feel like you agree. You would agree at least. Um, people saying that this guy could start in the NFL, uh, and I I I love the optimism here. <laughs> But that's still Nick Mullins. I've seen this man play a lot of bad football. <laughs> Granted, our team wasn't as good, but I have not seen any starting potential. People are like, oh, he did really good. Okay, look at who he played. Okay. He came in the second half last week against the Jets, and then this week against the Giants. All right. <laughs> the second we play some real teams, you're not going to be thinking that, man. But I'm glad he did well. Well, Oh my gosh! That's so well, I, I okay. All, all joking aside, I, I just think that for a, a little spot up role, I think he's fine. Obviously, you know, in terms of a starting quarterback, uh, I, I it'd be hard to argue that. Um, but yeah. I, I saw someone tweet that, and I'm like, no. I think for <laughs> I bet you're a fan, but no. Yeah, I, I put for a game. I, was, I thought you know he could. The Giants are, are you know, absolute garbage right now. So I, I was yeah. thinking maybe he can get a good game against them. And he didn't make a lot of mistakes, you know, for at least from the – I didn't watch the game, but from the stats, I don't think he threw any interceptions. Um, yeah, no, he, he didn't. I don't think he did okay, that. but, I mean, you guys run the ball quite frequently, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. it's not going to be as – you know, it's not like an air – it's not like he has to step in for Kyler Murray where it's, it's an air raid offense and he has to throw the ball 60 times in a game. 
So yeah. they're expecting a little bit, um, a little bit less of him. But now, is what's the status on Jimmy G's injury? Is he going to be playing this week? I believe he has about three to five more weeks out. Wow, three to five! Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we get everyone back by the time because luckily we actually have a pretty easy schedule coming up. I think we got the Eagles next, so. I think Mullins and the squad that we have left will be able to manage, but we just need those dudes back before we play the freaking Rams and the Seahawks and the Cardinals now because oh. we are the oh. best division in football by far. Oh, it's scary. It's it's really, yeah, really it's scary. I, I think that if you guys didn't get hurt, you guys would be my favorites to win the division because that defensive yeah. line um, when you guys were healthy was was insane. I mean, that was just oh, – that yeah. wasn't even fair. Uh, I mean, that it was a really good and also a really well-coached team. You know, Shanahan definitely knows what he's doing. He was the right guy for the job. I love him. And mm-hmm. um, I, I would put him over the edge. But now with all the injuries, um, and I think that the way Russell Wilson's playing, I would just ha- – I have the Seahawks as the favorites to win the division. Yeah. And it's just it, – it, but it's going to be a dogfight, though. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, I'm personally, with, in regards to the NFC uh, West, I'm not that – and this is a very unpopular opinion – I think the Cardinals are a little overrated. They're a good team, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're bad, but I just think they're getting a little bit more hype than, than I think that they deserve. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. Uh, I would say that's fair to say. Because, I mean, they played us, which they played very well against us. Kyler Murray is amazing and looking really good this year. Um, and then the Redskins, and then last week they played – who did they play? Didn't, did they lose? No, uh, they, they lost, lost to the- right? Uh, no, 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 the Lions. Lions, Lions yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a good team, though. I mean, losing to the Lions. Lions Lions aren't too bad either, honestly. They just don't know how to finish sometimes. Oh, but, oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Cardinals are definitely on the come-up, dude. Looking at from where they were last year to this year, they're just trending up. So, they are they are a good team. I though. think that it's almost like I, – I would say the Cardinals are like baking a cookie in the oven. You know, it looks good, but it's just not ready yet. Like, if you, if you were to take it out of the yeah. oven, it'd fall apart. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good analogy. I like and that. And it's it's one of those things where like like you I think you you know you hit the uh, nail on the head. It's just it they have a lot of potential, you know. And Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. I wasn't that crazy about him at first, but looking at what he's doing for this team, I mean, the talent is there. Getting DeAndre Hopkins was a I didn't think I don't even know how they got him, but we are whatever that that trade was terrible. But <laughs> but you know, the, the, but, yeah. but I just don't in comparison to to the other teams in the league. I, I think they have. Uh, I don't think they have a better defense than than you guys. I don't think better defense than the Seahawks. I mean, I don't think they have a better defense than the Rams right now. But that's kind of up for a debate. And I just don't think offensively they mm-hmm. can compete with a healthy uh, 49ers team, Russell Wilson. And when the Rams are on all uh, firing off on all cylinders, I don't think they can really compete with them as well. But again, this isn't trash talking the Cardinals. They're like I said, potentials off the no, by no off means. the charts. They're they're good, but just they're in a, it's one of those situations where they're in a really really tough division. Like he's at the toughest in football yeah. right now. And dude, their coach is young. Kingsbury, I love him. I loved him at Texas Tech. I like run his offense. Um yeah, they're just all really young. Literally everyone. And they're they're gonna be pretty good soon. Yeah, no, I, I, I could totally see them, you know, but it's it's the issue though is that they're a young team, you know, the, the well, I guess Russell Wilson's a little bit older, but I mean he's for a quarterback, you know, the, the you get you get a little bit more time. So I think, you know, the 49ers, yeah. you guys are still super young. The Rams are the third youngest team in the NFL. So it's not, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat here. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me. Though. The Cardinals could definitely sneak into a wild card spot. I, but I just don't have them as, I as a favorite to win the, um, 
to win the division. But so another another quick headline: Aaron Rodgers this year. What has been your what's your take on Aaron Rodgers? So going into this year, and just based off last year, I mean, I ranked him at around number six. He could be number five uh, with the top quarterbacks in the league, but. Um, I was worried that this year he would be a little bit discouraged with that draft pick of Jordan Love and the fact that, you know, before the season I could definitely say that they didn't have that many weapons on offense, and that was due to the draft, and a lot of Packers fans were upset at the draft. Uh, but now, fast forward to today, and looking back at last night, um, he looks freaking awesome. He looks happy out there. And not only that, MVS and Lazard are showing they're pretty solid receivers. Yep. I'm going to say that. I did not – last year – I don't think they're that good, but I think they maybe had a really good offseason and improved and put in that work because they look pretty good this year. And the cool thing about it, you, you mentioned Lazar, is that he was like a he was like a practice player on like the Jags, and he got cut, and mm. he was like, he had a really there's a YouTube video on it. He has a really interesting story about cool. yeah he had these like all these offers to these big schools, but he he played some at a small like Iowa or something because his dad went there, so he turned he turned all that down. And even though he had great numbers, that wow. yeah he didn't get he went undrafted and he had like a whole draft party, so that must have been kind of awkward. But yeah, he's he's a really cool story. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think I heard he was undrafted, but the draft party thing. Yeah, that would have been kill. Can you imagine? It's like you know maybe I don't want to eat chips and guac at, at Chili's anymore. I'm not in the mood. That, <laughs> that would kind of suck. Yeah. But I think also too we can't neglect um, Aaron Jones on the Packers. I mean, I have him in fantasy. Oh no, the dude is like a monster. He's awesome, man. He looks so explosive out there. It's just they're looking really good, dude. It's yeah. I think that, but that that whole division's very, very interesting to say the least. I mean, you have so many different headlines. You you have the Vikings, who I, I it's like such a hot and cold team, and then you have the Bears, which wow. I mean that Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. I guess he's gone. And then you have and who else? Right? You have the the Lions, and that's that they're kind of doing their own thing, but. Yeah, dude, what a weird division, <laughs> right? I mean, that's like that's crazy. I mean, just all that weird headlines, especially this year. So much random. It's gonna be one of the craziest seasons. Ever. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a weird year. Um, now for tonight's game, um, you know, we got the Chiefs yeah. going against the Ravens. Two very high-powered offenses. Two very well-coached teams. Who do you think's winning this game? First of all, I'm so excited to watch this. This is literally you go to your friend's house. This is probably a game you're playing on Madden. (laughs) Just two really fun teams to watch and play with. Um, Dude, yeah, I'm really excited to watch that. But I'm going to have to go with the Ravens. And I feel like that's kind of surprising. I think the Ravens are the favorites. Um, But, dude, their defense is insane. They made great additions. Offense is looking good. and the Chiefs were in a close game with the Chargers, so I think the Chargers, you know, are solid. But that kind of shows that maybe this Chiefs team isn't as good as last year. So that's why I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite route. I, I I like the Chiefs. I think I like the the weapons that Patrick Mahomes has to work with a little bit more um, than Lamar Jackson. And I know it's a little it's a little crazier, but I mean it's it's really a toss up. So I'm not like super confident about no, this. No, I agree. It is. It's, a I mean, it, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of these teams won. Like they, like they, they're both really good. And Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's such he's he's a dual threat quarterback, and it's 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 he's what he's doing right now with football. It's just it's crazy, you know. He, he's so such a versatile yeah. player. 
And I didn't expect him to, this kind of production for him to be so sustainable. And he's finding a lot of different ways to score. He's created a really good chemistry in Baltimore. And he's, an, he's probably one of the most exciting players to watch in football right now. Yeah, they know how to call an offense around him. And that's one of the most impressive things for me as a coach, just seeing that, seeing the schematics of it. And it's still working, and it's hard for people to defend. And I think that's really impressive. And I think that this game, this is this is like a dream game for you, especially as an offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is everything you could want. I mean, this is the two, the, the two best offenses in the league right now, going head-to-head. Um, do you think this could be a potential playoff matchup? Of course. Of course it could be, dude. These two teams, all right, let's see. Looking at the Chiefs division, I think they for sure got that. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, unless the Chargers Don't pick get, it I, up. The Chargers, the Chargers lost, right? I, yeah. Real quick, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but really quick, I spend, for some reason, I've been I've watched every single Chargers game this year for no reason, and I get my hopes up, oddly. I'm a Rams <laughs> fan. I don't know why, but it's like on, and then like they kind of hang in there, and they're like, they're always like a yeah. few plays away from winning games. Like, there's so close and then i end up getting sad about it i don't even know why but i'm like sitting there like upset i'm not even a charges fan i don't even know what's wrong with me but sorry i had you feel sad for nick that's probably what it is you're just thinking it's okay he has the lakers to to cheer about so i think he'll uh i think he'll be okay but yeah sorry what were you saying about the uh the division in the in the playoffs so yeah i think chiefs got that i mean Unless, of course, the Chargers, they figure it out. But the Chargers are solid. I will see that. The Raiders are not as good as people thought not. against the Saints, I, especially I um, Raiders so fans. fast, dude. <laughs> people thought it was crazy. I was like, you know, like, like they're, they're better, you know, but it's not enough to make the playoffs. Not No, I'm sorry. No. No, you guys beat the Saints, and the Saints played so bad. <laughs> but... It's just hilarious, dude, because I had people be like, oh, yeah, Raiders are going to win. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. Like, there's no chance. Of course they do it. Then I look stupid. It's like, bro, look at the – did you watch the game? Did you see how bad the Saints were? I, I saw, but, like, the end of the game. Is is. But I, I also would like to add that I also advised my friend Alec. So if Alec, you're listening to this, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> he asked me while I was at work, he's like, who should I bet on? He's like, oh, it's like, it's basically a straight bet. And I'm like, oh my God, the Saints, they're giving away free yeah. money. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, duh. duh. And yeah, so now I look like an idiot because I bet on the <laughs> Saints. But yeah, I don't, the, the, the Saints always have so much potential every year. And it kind of amazes mm-hmm. me that, they've, that they only took, the Drewbies has only taken them to one Super Bowl, which yeah. although it should have been. They got robbed. They got robbed. They times. definitely got robbed against us. I mean, I'm not even going to deny that. That yeah, that was, that was a terrible. But you know what? It's karma because we lost on. I thought it was a bad PI call against the Bills. Which, although I mean, a regular season game compared to the <laughs> NFC freaking championship, it's a little little different yeah. magnitude of a loss. And that the way the call was in the oh, it was a way worse call. That was way worse. Well, now you can challenge it, right? Because I mean, I don't know. How do you miss that? I mean, it was. It it, yeah. it was so funny because my as a Rams fan, my reaction to that call at first because I'm so biased when I watch sports. I'm gonna be honest, I am so biased. Of course, yeah, and so when it happened, it. I was like, "Oh my god, he's making a play on the ball!" Like whatever, I was you know trying to justify it in my head. <laughs> and I see the right. replay, and That's the ball's right. like five yards away, and he just decks him, and I'm like, "Yeah, I can't really." You know what? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> be like, oh dang. We got really yeah, lucky. Yeah, we, we, we totally lucked out. We should not have won that football game. 
that was <laughs> yeah i think they, the, the only thing i will say is that for saints fans i think there's definitely an argument 100 percent argument that, that you guys should have won during the regular um during the, you know during the regular like the playing time but people were saying oh you know we should get a rematch or i'm like okay well we did overtime and we saw how that went so that yeah we could we could no, throw that part out sure. of the way but we should but we shouldn't even had to be there because that was a bad call like yep that's why i see both sides of that and that's why that's tough but dude have people been is that still a rule where you can challenge that i haven't seen that happen. you can you can like. challenge yeah you, you could you, wait you, i thought you could challenge calls right you, I know that was a, a new rule last year, but I have not seen that happen yet. Have I thought you? I thought they put that in in place because because of that because of what happened. Maybe I'm going crazy, but yes, they did they did last year for sure. But this year, either it's in there, uh, either it's not, or people are just not doing it because it's so subjective. Sometimes I think I think you can challenge like certain rulings, like PIs or whatever. But the issue. Is that it, most of the time that you're not, you're gonna save that challenge to like crunch time, and most of the time you don't have yeah. timeouts to do it. So, it's like yeah. it's like you can do it if you're willing to hold on to your timeouts till the end of the game to where you think it's worth it. But it's always interesting to me because I always think of all the different outcomes of games that that could have happened mm-hmm. if we would have had that rule. Like there's like with the Packers and the Cowboys, you know, like the, the Tuck rule. Oh, I mean, yeah. the NFL would have been changed completely. Sure. It would have been absolutely crazy. So one last thing before we wrap this up, fantasy football. What I know, you, I know <laughs> you've been covering some fantasy football lately. Um, are, what has anything surprised you um, this year in fantasy football? Any sleepers, anything I should know about in my leagues Any any pointers? Cause I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> any pointers. Uh, I mean, as of right now, any 49er running back that has a chance to play, <laughs> just take a look at. Stash him on your bench. Because, dude, Jeff Wilson got more points than McKissick, surprisingly. I, I wish I could just trust you guys with running backs. Because if there was just like a – I missed the days when it was just Frank Gore. And I didn't have to worry about it. And I could just plug him in. And he would, <laughs> right. Which he's now crazy. he's still getting 20 carries a game. It's it's unreal, that guy. He's not human, dude. That uh, He's insane. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, fantasy football has definitely been. It could be better. I mean, I, I, my teams aren't as bad as I like people. It's been very strange this year too, though, especially with all these injuries, the way the games have been. Strange. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Yeah, it's. I'm just honestly, I'm at the point where I'm just glad we have football back. I'm glad we have fantasy football honestly. back. Um, and I think that sports in general is just something that we kind of took for granted, and it's. I, I'm not at that point oh, yeah. in my life right now where I'm taking that for granted, and I'm, I'm, I'm so content. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy, too. Like, and here's the thing. The rest of the season isn't even promised. We already had one player who was on the reserve list, which it seems like they kind of contained that pretty well. I don't know. Did no, you hear I didn't about, hear about that? that. What happened? So I'm pretty sure – pretty sure. It could be wrong. A.J. Dillon, a rookie for the Falcons, I think he was on the, like, COVID mm-hmm. list or whatever. So he couldn't play. Um, but I think that was the only case. And that's the only case so far. So hopefully it stays like that. Hopefully they contain it and are smart about it. Because so far, Do so you good. know specifically, uh, like, what the protocol is exactly? So, like, when they fly – okay, so let's say the, the 49ers are playing at SoFi Stadium, right? Like, so, so they fly in. Like, do they get te- – like, how – do they get tested right away? Or, like, how does that, how does that work exactly? I'm on. I'm assuming that's honestly the case, 
because it seems like they get tested so often. Well, basically because they have the funds to, mm-hmm. and it's just they want to save the season, make sure that nothing happens. So uh, I'm pretty sure they literally get tested like every. It night. has to be that way. Well, because I I'm only questioning that because when I was watching the Rams game, um, and they played at like 10 a.m. and they were like, oh, they got in like Saturday night. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. How is that enough time for them to to, oh, to yeah, get dude. tested? Or is like the is the hotel like really specific and only you know doesn't let anyone in or out or something or because like that it seems kind of i don't know i just don't know if the format that they're using is going to be sustainable and so and that was the big question Mm -hmm. going into the year because you you can't really have a bubble and the rosters are Mm -hmm. so big and what they're doing during the game yeah that's why like we said just I'm super grateful for the season. I really hope that we could. I, I think the season's going to end up finishing. It's just I'm I'm curious to see because at some point one of these significant players is going to get it. I mean that's just how that that's just that's just how COVID is. It's so incredibly contagious. So one of these players is going to end up getting it. I'm just curious yeah. to see like like what the protocol is exactly because like you said, I mean we had someone that was wasn't really getting that much playing time. No one really heard of. But what if like it's a playoff game and Jimmy G gets COVID right like the night before. Yeah, because yeah, you can't. It's not sure. like it's like the flu or something where it's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna play with it. I'm just gonna, you know, take some Flintstone yeah, vitamins no and just put my helmet on or something. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's it's definitely a scary time. Um, like I said, definitely grateful for sports to be back. It's nice. It's nice to have all of that. But uh, anyways, thank you so much for coming on, Caesar. It's always a pleasure to to have you and talk sports. And Thanks for having me, man. This was a blast. We got to do this more yeah. often. Yeah, this yeah, awesome. definitely, definitely. We we have to get some more episodes out there, do some more uh, some more collabs and stuff. So, yeah, definitely in the near future. Let's so, you've been listening to TED Talk Sports, joined here with the wonderful mind of Max. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have a wonderful day, because um, I think that's something positive that Caesar would say. So, you guys have a wonderful, awesome day. I'm trying <laughs> to be positive now. <laughs> trying to be, have now. a really wonderful, positive day, guys. So. And, and I love, love you. you all. So thank you so much. <laughs>